0: Hello again, and welcome to another episode of State of Reality, your guide to buying and selling real estate in the real world. I'm your host, DJ Stavropoulos, licensed realtor in Atlanta, Georgia. For this episode, I'm going to cover the topic of staging your home to sell, which is one of the most critical aspects of the process. As I stated in a prior episode, there are five things that impact your home's value, and you can control only two of them price and condition. Part of its condition is physical, but part of it is what is actually in the home. This is staging, so let's talk about it. If you've been listening to prior episodes, we're moving down the seller path. You've identified your motivation for selling. you found and hired a listing agent. You've priced your home. you prepared it by fixing things and completing small projects. Now it's time to stage it. What exactly is staging? Most people think it's a costly and complicated process of hiring someone to empty your house and fill it with their stuff. Not exactly. This is one extreme. Staging is preparing a home for sale so the buyer can mentally move into the home. I know this sounds very metaphysical, but it's true. You want the buyer to move in, in their mind, while they're standing in your home. The better you stage your home, the more likely they'll be able to do this. And in order to move in for real, they have to buy your home. Maybe in a man-in-the-high-castle kind of alternate reality way, they could move in, but in the real world we all live in, if the staging makes them love your home, they'll buy it and move in for real, and that's what you want. Decorating is specific to an owner's taste, while staging positions the home to appeal to the psychological needs of the buyer. It leaves an impression on the buyer and emotionally connects them to the home, enabling them to envision living there. When you stage your home, two things happen. One, the home becomes more valuable than other comparable properties. Even though none of the furnishings come with it, its perceived value increases. And two, more buyers become interested and in make offers, allowing you to sell faster and for more money. According to the Real Estate Staging Association, known as RESA, staged homes sell quantifiably faster and for materially more than unstaged homes. I never recommend a home sit empty when selling because an empty home feels lifeless, as if someone just died. You want your home to be full of life, and buyers will sense that when they walk in the door. Furniture also helps people understand how spaces can be used, what fits, and the flow of the room, as well as its feng shui. I would like to identify three types of staging. Type one I call do nothing. Your home is fine. This is a rarity, and unless you're an interior designer or have already hired one to decorate your home, you're not off the hook. Even if your home is professionally designed, that most likely reflects your personal tastes and may not be the best staging when it comes time to sell. Remember, buyers aren't interested in what you like. They want to see themselves in the home. Type two is the mix. Mix some new items into your home and remove some of what's already there. And finally, type three is empty and replace. The home is empty and you're starting from scratch. This one's the most likely if you've already moved out and is also the most expensive of the three. In rare cases, all of your furnishings may be totally wrong, so you'd be advised to move them all out. I know, that would be a pain, but you're selling and moving anyway, so why not get your move started early and help your home sell faster than it would have otherwise. Now that you know what staging is, consider the next logical question, why do it? I'll give you a minute to think about this. So why would anyone consider staging? Here are the top four reasons to stage your home. One, your online photos will stand out. A survey by the National Association of Realtors, otherwise known as NAR, found that 90% of potential buyers search online first. Photos of a staged home, if done right, will look better than those of a non-staged home. Two, your home will sell faster. The NAR found that the longer your home stays on the market, the further their prices drop. Three, you'll make more money. A survey by Coldwell Banker found that staged homes spent half the time on the market than non staged homes. And four, you'll make your money back. The NARS survey also found the average staging investment is between 1 and 3 percent of the home's asking price, which generated a home staging return on investment of 8 to 10 percent. A few more numbers to throw out from a study by the Real Estate Staging Association. Homes staged prior to listing sold 79 percent faster than those staged after listing which amounts to a shorter sales cycle overall, which is what most sellers want. Homes staged after listing spent 73% less time on the market than those not staged. 27%, almost a third of buyers, are more willing to overlook property faults when the home is staged. In other words, staging compensates for some of the home's weaknesses by injecting positivity into the home. I know this may sound like lipstick on a pig, but if you're trying to sell your pig, why not dress her up? 77% of buyers find it easier to visualize the property as their future home when it's staged. After all, we're not visually adept at creating 3D images of a home with furnishings in it. So make it easy for your buyers. Don't tax their brains. Literally show them what the house looks like furnished. And finally, in a 2018 survey of over 4,200 homes, 85% of the staged homes sold for 6 to 25% more than the unstaged homes. That's money in your pocket. Hopefully, you're now convinced of the value of staging and are eager to get going. Coming up next, I'll talk about some keys to staging tips that will help you get started after the break. Looking for advice on what to do? Here are four high-level guidelines to follow. First is color. Repaint the interior of your home in warmer, soothing colors since they're more attractive to the eye. Lighter shades help buyers imagine their own items in the home. I'd hire a professional for this one. When we sold our first home, we had the garish kitchen and master bath wallpaper painted over. Yes, it can be done tastefully, but be very careful. Color swatches never look the same once painted on your walls. Paint samples on all of the walls in a room and view them at different times of the day under different lighting to understand what the finished product will look like. Next is furniture. Have minimal furniture to highlight the scale of each room and the overall space. Too little makes the room feel empty, while too much makes it feel small and cluttered. Make sure you help the buyers by clearly defining the function of each room. No one wants to discover a bowling alley in your home. That's a long, narrow, empty room which appears to serve no other purpose but to bowl in. Nip that thought in the bud before it enters the buyer's mind. And rid your home of the mishmash rooms. This is a room that has no clear identity because of what's in it. It doesn't know what it wants to be, and your buyers won't know either. Example: A desk and chair coupled with a sewing machine and free weights. Is this a gym, a home office, or a sewing room? It can't be all three. Third is emotional cues. Use small, tasteful, and thoughtful details to help buyers connect with the home. These little touches can make a world of difference. Things such as flowers, lit candles, and little knickknacks is that what we still call them? Can help buyers picture how their new life would be in your home. As they say, the devil is in the details, and people will notice. Finally, depersonalize and declutter. Less is more. You don't want buyers distracted by your stuff. Some buyers at open houses will read diplomas on the walls or look at your photos to piece together the members of your family, which means they're not looking at the home itself. Prevent this from happening. Remove family photos and move personal items and possessions out of sight. People are nosy and their nosiness detracts from them buying your house. And for your own security, do you really want them Googling you after they leave and learning all about you on the internet? Probably not. Up next, I'll go room to room and give specific tips on how to prepare each of them after the break. I just covered four high-level tips for staging, but what should you consider for each room in your home? Here's my professional opinion, kitchens. This is where buyers tend to spend the most amount of time, and kitchens sell the home, so it's important to stage these right. But since kitchens really don't have furniture, focus on cleaning. Make sure every appliance is spotless, including the dishwasher, microwave, stove, oven, and hood. Polish all surfaces, especially stainless steel. Make sure light fixtures are dusted and shined, as well as cabinet hardware. Floors should be spotless. If you have glass-doored cabinets, clean those thoroughly, and leave as little as possible on the countertops and island. Living in family rooms. If the room is full of furniture, remove some to make it feel larger. You don't want it to feel too small. The arrangement of your furniture is also critical to traffic flow, human congregation, and clearly defining the space. The way you normally have your furniture may not be the best way to position it for selling. Think about how most buyers will use the room and furnish it in the best way to facilitate that. For example, If you have a fireplace, highlight it by placing the furniture around it versus ignoring it with all your furniture congregated elsewhere. Dining rooms. I always set the table as if I'm about to sit down to a dinner party, including linen napkins, dishware, flatware, water and wine glasses, and a centerpiece. Buyers love to see how they'll sit here for a nice meal, but it also helps them understand how many people they can fit in the room based on the size of your table. Of course, don't put real food on the table because it will go bad and start to smell and people will think you're crazy. Bedrooms: Invest in new bedding. Get a nice comforter set with shams, pillows, and new sheets. The bed is the first thing buyers see. Minimize the furniture and what's on it. Keep the walls simple with just a few pieces of artwork, and be sure the closets are clean and well organized. Although your professional photos will most likely exclude closets, buyers will open the doors and look at these. If they're cluttered and messy, they'll appear to be smaller than they really are. If possible, reduce their content by 50% or more. Yes, buyers may wonder if you're still living there, but more importantly, they'll be able to see the space instead of your belongings. Like the decluttering tips, you don't want them to be looking at your clothes and judging you based on them. Bathrooms, rule number one, toilet seats always stay down. I see these up all the time and it's probably the most disgusting thing your buyer may encounter. I've also seen tidy whities on the bathroom floor, which was even more horrifying. Focus on cleaning your bathrooms from top to bottom. Fix your tile grout and re your tub and shower if needed. Discolored grout is nasty. Provide fresh, colorful towels. Organize your storage with containers for different types of products, so you appear to be logical about what goes where. You may not be Marie Kondo, but it helps to pretend. Seeing chaos can drive some buyers crazy. Attics and basements. Get these organized and cleaned. It's important for buyers to see these as spacious so they can't be filled with your stuff. A storage unit is a great idea for moving belongings out of your home. Finally, the outside. Prune all of your landscaping, keep the lawn mowed, mulch all your beds, and plant some flowers. Make sure your garage is clean and organized. Consider painting your front door a bold color. Your front door and porches should sparkle. No dust, dirt, or green mildew anywhere. Finally let's talk money. Everyone wants to know what to spend on staging and it can vary considerably. As noted earlier, the National Association of Realtors found the average staging investment is between 1 and 3% of the home's asking price. So if you're selling a $300,000 home, plan to spend at least $3,000. I typically shell out anywhere from $100 to $500 for small things when helping a buyer stage their property, and then I reuse this on other homes. A professional stager will charge anywhere from $1,500 to $2,500 for a small home and more as the size and number of rooms increases. The bare minimum rooms they'll stage are the living room and master bedroom, and will zhuzh up your kitchen and baths. I think that's a shishi term for accessorize. I've got a few preferred companies I recommend to clients, but if it's a small project, heck, I'll do it myself. I didn't study architecture for nothing, and I do pride myself in still having a keen eye for design, just another skill I bring to the table. Here's a quick recap of today's topic, staging your home. Determine what level of staging you need with your agent's professional opinion. Remember that staging should make your home sell faster and for more money. Work with your agent to put a plan together, either between yourselves or by hiring a professional. Keep in mind that it's about color, furniture placement, emotional cues, and depersonalization and decluttering. Focus on how you'll stage each room, including your kitchen, family room, dining room, bedrooms, bathrooms, attic and garages, and the outside. Plan to spend at least 1% of your asking price on staging, but this can be as high as 3%. Finally, know that you get only one chance to make a first impression, and you want that impression to wow people. So psych yourself up and get those creative juices flowing. It's time to stage. And feel free to tag my podcast in your social media posts of before and after photos. That's hashtag state of reality. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. Tune in again for another episode of State of Reality, where I shed light on real estate and the reality behind it.